Welcome to MIA 2K. Your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We are back. Finally. We, yeah, <laughs> that took a while. So we have been just a little MIA, but for good reason. If you follow us on our socials, you know that we finally took our talents to South Korea. Hell yeah. And we have been planning this trip for two years. And we did everything in our power to make sure that we crossed off as much of our to-do list as possible. So yeah, we were there for two weeks and then we've been recovering for two weeks and then it was Thanksgiving. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry it's, for our fault. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah. So in today's episode, we will cover all the bases you need to know to make your own trip planning process a breeze and give you guys tips on how to make the most of your time in South Korea. So as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about the 10 top things that you need to know in order to plan your South Korea trip. And because we are talking about a lot of things and we're going into some level of detail so you can get a good idea of what you're going to need to know, this is going to be a two-parter episode. So please enjoy this one and look out for the second part, which is going to be dropped next week. So before we begin, we just want to share a little bit of our thoughts, feelings about the trip, just to kind of get us started on like a positive note or like an overall note for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So basically for me, 1010 would recommend don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. Nike. Yeah, I I definitely had a lot of apprehension before going because of all the TikToks going around from people saying that they had a bad experience because they were a foreigner. They were turned away from somewhere. So like I was very mentally prepared to deal with that. And it never happened. Like I was completely concerned for no freaking reason, like at all. So aside from that, just like the trip was way more than we could have expected. Everything mm. just was 10 times better than we hoped for it to be. And so we didn't want to come back and we're like low key. When can we go back? How? Like, please. So that's how we feel about the trip overall. Literally, the only reason I came back is because my husband was here and I love him. But like, that was it. I didn't have a husband, but I did have a job. So there was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> same. Uh, Absolutely same. And before we start, I did want to say something because when you see people on social media and when you see people that are like us with a, a growing platform and podcasts and all those things, we mostly show only the good and the highlights. And we just want you to know that life is not perfect. And the trip, as amazing as it was, it's it wasn't perfect either. We had some events mm -hmm. that happened to us. Like I got a second degree burn during the trip. That was completely my fault. So I'm not blaming Korea for it. But just so you know, like <laughs> we did have things that happened. And we just dealt with it because that's life. So it's not yeah. that everything was perfect. We're just not going to post a picture of my second degree burn on Instagram because I don't want to get banned. Mm -mm. That's that on that. But we are talking about it today. So yeah. yeah. 
And with that excitement, let's start with MIA2K podcast, 10 things you need to plan an amazing trip to South Korea. The first thing that we came across when we were thinking of our trip was when to travel to South Korea and for how long. So some of the things that we considered were weather and like peak season or not. I'm well, I can actually say both of us are very big. It's not sweaters. That's not a word. sweaty bitches. We're sweaty we bitches. Is, yeah. Yes. We so, like, overheat very easily. I personally don't plan trips in the summer because like gross. I don't want to go out and start sweating for everything. Mm -hmm. So we both, even though we kind of wanted to go in the summer because it's festival season, we both thought that either fall or spring would be the best option. So we can't really talk about the other seasons because we didn't go, but fall was it for us. We had really good weather throughout our whole trip. It wasn't peak season, even though okay. apparently everybody, every influencer and their mother went during the time that we went, but whatever. And fall foliage is beautiful, like gorgeous. The math was mathing and fall was falling. It was it. It was literally really that was all we could kept like all we said throughout the whole trip fall because we saw the leaves falling like all the time and I was there trying to take like hyperlapses <laughs> and like you know slow motion portrait mode of like the leaves falling because I was just so enamored we don't get that in Florida we don't have mm -hmm. the, the the change of the seasons our leaves falling here is ratchet <laughs> it's not you <laughs> so seeing it in South Korea was just like ah it brought me back to when I lived in London and fall over there was beautiful. So yeah, that's why uh, we would highly recommend if you didn't think about fall being a season for you to travel to South Korea, you should definitely consider it. We'll be doing a blog on all of our experiences and our itineraries and all of that stuff. Multiple uh, for blogs. Our, multiple blogs for our trip to South Korea. So we will make sure to add links about f with other people's experience for different seasons. But based on our experience fall is it man just do it it's i i would great. for sure like not be mad about going in april when like cherry blossom season is happening yeah. even though it might kill laura i can go yeah so laura's allergic by the way to everything just so you know it's gonna be it's gonna come up again during this episode so yeah it's uh just keep that in mind she's allergic to everything that was also another thing that i thought about uh when picking when we were picking our times like i was willing to just deal with it for the spring but I was a little bit worried because even in one of the activities that we did we were in like a botanical garden and towards the end of our time there I was like oh yeah flowers are here yeah <laughs> like, my body uh, is I, feeling it <laughs> when I said she's allergic to everything I do want to be specific about a few things that are like deadly for her one is shellfish another one is cats and another one is yeah. flowers <laughs> So if any of those things are in the vicinity, Laura did have an EpiPen on her. Just, so you know, like it's a very serious allergy. Her throat closes up and I'd be like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, okay, she's going to die. And I'm going to have to tell her husband why she like died because there was a cat three feet from her. Okay, cool. It was fun. <laughs> anyway. anyway, in terms of trip duration, Kathy, do you want to go sure. over with what we yeah. were thinking? Yeah. So again, Laura has a husband. We both have jobs and families and, you know, Thanksgiving was around the corner. So we did like think back and forth a lot about how long we wanted to be there. 
we originally started saying two weeks then Laura because of work went to like 12 days and then we're like that's not enough because you lose the travel day so we went back to the full like the full 14 days so that's how long we went for we went from November 2nd until November 16th so it was a total of 14 days two weeks and two of the days which are the first one and the last one obviously you lose because you're traveling for at least 15 hours if you're going straight from like LA if you don't have any other layovers but if not like our first day traveling was 28 hours. So, and then the, the day coming back was a little less. It was about 19, no more because the, the plane got delayed. Yeah. It was 24 hours. So yeah, it was, it was horrible. So if yeah. just keep that in mind that whenever you book your travel, you will lose two days because you're going from this hemisphere to another one. Right. Hemisphere? So in the, the, in the least amount, you will lose three days actually because we left here Wednesday and we didn't get there until like Thursday, Thursday night. night which we so couldn't really do anything because we until were Friday morning right so that is something to keep in mind when choosing durations yeah also it just depends on the itinerary that you want to do and how many cities you want to fit into your schedule yeah we were able to fit four cities comfortably we didn't get to explore them in super big detail but when we were planning it we were thinking okay like what if <laughs> like since COVID happened you have to think of things as like the last time that you could do them mm -hmm. so we were like what if this is it we want to see as much as we can so that was really? the reasoning as to why we tried to fit or we fit four cities within the two weeks yeah and honestly I'm sure that there's people that have lived in Seoul their whole lives and they don't know the whole city Seoul is Seoul alone is humongous like huge we try to give Seoul as much time as we could and you know I don't think we even skirted up one percent of the city like probably just because that. and we we did things every day but yeah so just make sure that you definitely think about all the things that you want to do what are your musts and how long is going to take you to do that and I personally from my experience of when I was in London and I hosted my friends that came to visit me and stuff like that I wouldn't plan for more than three big activities a day because you have to count the time to get there. You have to count your meals. You have to count just all the things. So more than three is not it. So again, yeah. keep that into account. We um, have been planning this trip for about two years, a year and a half. But we didn't really start planning it until maybe like a month before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're both procrastinators, but not like me. I'm. How do I say this? Like. I'm not a procrastinator, but I'm also a procrastinator. Like if things are like, if I've been looking forward to things for too much, it gets overwhelming. So I just kind of push it out. Yeah. Like if it's a trip where it's just the weekend and I'm like, oh, okay, this is whatever, not, not that it's whatever, but like, let's say like Atlanta or New York, where I've been a couple of times, I actually plan it earlier because it's like, oh, I've been here before. Like it's fine. But when it's something that I've been really looking forward to, I get overwhelmed and like, there's a point where like I stop planning and just say we'll figure it out so I mean it's also about when we bought the tickets because that was the thing true. if we had bought the tickets six months in advance we might have been planning six months in advance true. but we purchased our tickets like end of September so then it was like the next day was October and then yeah. it was like okay shit we're yeah. leaving in a month so yeah. that was really it. it was we both have been wanting to go for a really long time we we uh toyed with a couple of different dates and we we're like oh 
should have we have gone March of this past year, then we had kind of left it for like maybe spring of next year, but things just weren't going to work out that way. So then like out of nowhere, we just like started talking more seriously and like maybe August, September and we're like, okay, so like, do we go now? Like, do we pull the trigger? And I was like, I don't know, let me ask at work if I can take off like two weeks and it just worked. So we just literally right. pulled the trigger end of September. And that's why we started planning at that point. Right. And just going back to us doing two weeks, I personally think two weeks is the minimum amount of time that you should think about uh, for a trip to South Korea. If you live in the eastern part of the United States, I know that might not be doable for a lot of people, but I would try everything to make it at least two weeks. Yeah. Because it's it just gives you enough time to pivot if your original plans don't work out. And it also gives time for a little bit of like for a little bit of de-stressing, a little bit of relaxing instead of having to go day by day of like activities and activities or whatever. Yeah. And if you get a so. second degree burn and you need like a day to like not walk because that happened to us then you you want to you want to have that ability to buffer especially if you're traveling between right. cities a uh, flight gets canceled or whatever like you always want to be able to have some padding some like flexibility for your time there especially for such a big trip yeah we're not going to orlando you know what i mean yeah yeah and and was one last thing just to m make it abundantly clear like when we said we started planning this two years ago we started talking about the trip and everything. We both basically like set our goals for how much money we were going to save for this trip. But we started mm -hmm. saving it at that point. And then every time we saw a TikTok or any sort of video about like, oh, trip to Korea, whatever, we saved that. And then we were like, we had broken it out already because Laura loves Excel and I, I do as well of like what to do in Seoul, what to do in Busan, what to do in Jeju. Like we had an idea of maybe where we wanted to go, but and we might share in a different episode, maybe not this one, because it's specifically for logistics. But there were we decided a lot of things on the fly. Like when we yeah. went to when we flew to Busan or like our first day when we flew to Korea, Daegu was still not a hundred percent sure. Like the night before Daegu, Daegu was still not a hundred percent sure. That's true. Daegu was not a hundred percent sure until we got to the train station and we bought the ticket. Like that's really mm -hmm. when Daegu became a reality for us. So we yeah. we planned and we also left a lot like up in the air to figure out depending on weather depending on activities uh there was a lot to be considered with a tragedy in Itaewon we should also be sensitive to that because we were traveling mm -hmm. pretty recently like pretty uh, close to when that happened so the country was still in mourning and just you know we didn't know what was going to be available or not and we wanted to be obviously respectful of you know things are closed or whatever so all those things have to be considered so you always have to bake some sort of just like we'll see into your planning right. you can only plan so much that's true once you've chosen the time of year and the duration the next question is getting there mm -hmm. airfare what it costs baggage like suitcases <laughs> The first thing Laura like told emotional me, back. <laughs> bring your whole self to Korea, including all your daddy issues and other brokenness inside. Yeah. <laughs> when the first thing, as soon as we started talking about this, I swear, I, 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 this was literally like PTSD scarring for me. We were talking about something about Korea and I was so excited about all the things that I was going to bring back. And Laura was like, well you're gonna have to use a carry-on and I said bitch what and I said 
uh over my dead body and laura was like you know you know laura had been to japan so she's like it's easier when you're traveling between cities if you're going on a train or a plane like to just have the carry-on trust me and i had been traveling with carry-on only whenever possible since like 2015 so i'm used to it for up to 16 days but like mostly in the summer not in like fall almost winter time so i was like oh my god i'm going to actually die so yeah those are all like those were the first conversations again that happened from like two years back so <laughs> some things to consider uh, when you choose the airline times, if you have to do stops like, like we did because we live in Miami and the nonstop flights were not an option for us, you have to think of the time between uh, landing and taking off. I think the minimum should be two hours. If you want to do more, that's even better, but less, I wouldn't do it. You don't know how big the airport is. And even if you do, you don't know what could happen, right? And you don't want to miss a flight because you've spent a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of time. So I personally like to leave at least two, two and a half hours between flights. And I think that saved us a lot. Big time. Yeah, big time. Peace of mind is worth it. Yeah, really, and Laura like, and I are not just sweaty, but we're anxious bitches. So mm -hmm. both of us, we, and you'll hear about this later at some point. If we have a flight at 10 in the morning, we're both up at five. Like it's just naturally, our bodies just wake us up and we'll be at the airport early for no reason. Like the, the counter will not even be open, but we're just there because we're chilling. And it just yeah. depends on how you like to travel. I know people that like to be at the at the get to the airport like 45 minutes before, like be barely making it through TSA or people telling you like you're not going to make it on the flight and you're borderline like daring them like, yes, I am. I, yeah. We're not those people. No, we're no, no, no. not those people. So and pro tip, if you are pro tip, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> no, just like a tip because I've traveled a lot with friends and stuff. If you have different travel styles. Uh, styles that your friend talk about it before and 100%. make sure that it's clear like I have a friend who likes to you know bet whether she's gonna make the plane or not I don't like Kathy has mentioned so we figured this out after our first trip and we're like okay next trip I'll meet you at the gate bye like mm -hmm. figure out your life we'll see what happens because I was getting into too much stress waiting for her to get to the airport and then she was getting stressed because I was nonstop Texting nagging her. her like, hey, where are you? Like we're an hour or like two hours before the flight or like whatever. And you were still not through TSA. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, just make sure that you talk about it. So it's not something that becomes a fight later on. Yeah. Laura and I have been traveling together since 2015 or before. Mm. So we know each other pretty well at this point, especially over the past couple of, I mean, not really couple because of COVID, but like year and a half or yeah, that we've been going to festivals and concerts and things like that. So like we are very aware of how the other one thinks and, and how the other one likes to do stuff. And thankfully we are very alike. So it doesn't yeah. really clash at all. So that was another reason like pick your, pick your travel buddy wisely or travel solo. I'm a solo traveler, like proponent. So either or do whatever you're like to keep your peace. So going back to Kathy's mention of the carry on, we had a pretty tight schedule landing in Seoul to get to Busan. Yeah. So one of the reasons why we chose to do carry ons was because we didn't have to wait for our baggage 
in Seoul in order to get a move on to our next flight to Busan. So that's also the, something that like it's good to think about um, yeah. uh, the time that you have. Also, carry-ons are just better, especially if you're going to, to be taking a lot of public transit to get from the airport to your hotel. They're just easier to carry. Sometimes in Seoul, there aren't elevators readily available. So a carry-on, it's easy to take upstairs. Yeah. Um. So carry-ons are it. Minimalism is great in general. It's just like a good mm-hmm. policy to live by. But if you are someone who overpacks or whatever, then know thyself and then just give yourself more time to make yeah. sure that your baggage claim because you know bags get lost things happen yeah, that's true so another thing to consider are what you need to have in order to enter the country i think kathy can talk a little bit more about this sure so in generally speaking if you are a u.s citizen you do not need a visa to enter korea but what you do need is to let them know that you're coming and that is done through a application called the KETA, which there's a lot of fake websites out there charging obscene amounts of money that do not need to be paid. There's a very simple website, which we will list in the description that you can find it. And it also comes with an app that makes it even easier to just like do the whole process. And it comes out to about seven US dollars, or at least Mm -hmm. it did at the time that we applied. So it shouldn't be more than that. It's a very accessible, not at all expensive process, but you do need to do that. To let them know kind of where you're staying, where you're planning on staying once you arrive, who you are, all these things. So that's the KETA. And you also have to, thankfully, as as of October 1st of 2022, they lifted all the quarantine testing that was like the last barrier that they had for, not quarantine testing, sorry, COVID testing. The last barrier they had after the COVID restrictions were lifted. And all you have to do now is kind of just fill out this COVID questionnaire, which gives you a QR code. To let them know that, you know, you haven't had a fever in 14 days. All the typical questions that you get asked whenever there's a COVID questionnaire somewhere. So those two things are really all you need to enter Korea at this point if you are a U.S. citizen with a U.S. passport. That's it. And honestly, having all of these things ready to go helped us a lot once we landed in Seoul. Because we, again, I know I said it already, but we had a very restrictive time between our plane from sold to busan and having everything ready it was like here see it like it wasn't like a please fill it out and do this and that and waste more time in that kind of yeah it wasn't just to explain it wasn't necessarily a tight layover by any standard because it was just under three hours but we had to switch airports like that's Mm -hmm. not a typical layover that people have and that was just like upon arriving to the country have never been there before don't have the ticket transportation card to move around in the country we, we had never used the machines before. We don't speak the language fluently. All these things were kind of stacked up against us in, in a in sort of way. And we even talked about once we like were landing, we're like, we might not make it to Busan tonight. Like we need to have that somewhere in the back of our heads. Like we will try our best because if not, we were going to be out of a lot of money. But uh, we were just like going to consider the possibility that maybe yeah. just maybe we were not going to make that plane. Yeah. Even with a three-hour layover. (laughs) Yeah, so that was having everything ready really helped out for us to meet, like uh, get on that plane that we had booked previously. So getting to Korea, we chose Delta. We chose Delta mainly for, for the price times and because of my previous experience 
when Ryan and I went to Japan, we flew Delta. Let me tell you, shit has changed. <laughs> it is not the Delta that I experienced when I went to Japan. And that's, I think, to be said of all the airlines. Prices have changed gone with COVID. Yeah, prices have gone through the roof. So what we paid for um, one of their seats with more space is now three times what people are paying. So we chose Delta and it was okay. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Was like okay. I remember, I remember telling Laura, like after the last time that we went to head in the clouds in August, I was like, you know, coming back from LA this time, it kind of hit me like the age is, is aging because we're not 19 anymore. The back hurts, the leg hurts. Like it's, it's a lot. So I was like, I want to go a little bit, like not just main, main cabin economy, because I know that I'm not going to be able to like survive that for 14 and a half hours. And we should mention as well during our layover, since we laid over in Detroit, which is more North in the country, they let us know right before boarding the plane that our flight was going to take longer because we had to deviate from Russian airspace because of the war between Russia and Ukraine. So that added another 20 to 30 minutes to our already tight uh, layover and to the already long flight. So just keep that in mind. Like so many things happen that you don't like, you know, we've been planning this trip again for two years. We were never going to know that the war was going to start and that we were going to go from Detroit and that we we're going to be flying in that kind of airspace. So just all the things that are out of your control, just, you know, you need to make space for that and not just uh, space in your itinerary, but space mentally. Don't get frustrated mentally. and don't don't freak out because everything tends to work out some some way, somehow. But yeah, just mm -hmm. keep that in mind. So um, I, I don't quite remember for the other airlines, but at least for Delta, Delta has four different types of seating. You can call tiers. it tiers. They have the first class, which is the beds. <laughs> yeah. They have, actually, do they have five? They might have five because, like, first and business are yeah. typically different. Right, so, right. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Actually, they have first business, premium select, comfort plus, and main cabin. Mm -hmm. So, first class and business, no, I don't got that kind of money. We don't have that kind of money. We mm -hmm. wanted it, but just because you want it doesn't mean you're going to get it sometimes, right? Not at all. So we had the option of doing premium select, comfort plus, or main cabin. Premium select was expensive. <laughs> it was almost $600 more than yeah. what we paid. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, chunk. that's a, yeah. So we actually ended up going comfort plus. Comfort plus didn't really mean a lot of extra space for us. To me, the biggest takeaway of comfort plus was the fact that we had saved over our seat space what is that called overhead compartments overhead. where more like there was less things up there so you can stash more things and be more right. comfortable in your area like people from main cabin couldn't put their suitcases in our overhead bins so it was only comfort plus mm -hmm. so that helped a lot because like kathy said we didn't have to have our book bags underneath the seat which takes away from your comfort because the space is already so cramped. Right. And we didn't even really need to have our jackets either. So that also helped. So that was really the biggest positive for Comfort Plus because the space was... Mm. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more leg room, which right. if you bring, which we had like a little leg hammock for your feet so you can like lay your feet on something, it is helpful. So yeah. it's just not a lot, obviously, because mm -hmm. like, 
you know and then in premium select you have two seats on the windows uh aisles or window side instead of three we still had three people so you know there's still a middle seat which is the most hated situation like right. position in an entire plane so that's a difference and like in premium select you have considerably more space like and you nicer can feel things. it nicer things like the blankets mm -hmm. were nicer the food was nicer yeah. you can you can feel the upgrade like the 600 dollars, at least in our case was tangible it was there very this is airfare is for it or it was for us the most expensive part of the whole trip 100%. if you're gonna save money save money for this if you're like us over 30 have some trouble with enclosed spaces your body hurts Truly, it's worth it to pay a little bit more and splurge if you can, right? Um, also, it's a 14 and a half hour flight, depending yeah. on which state you're leaving from. But like your legs might swell. Yeah, it's a, my my legs swelled up that day and they did not get normal until like yesterday. And I've been back for a week and a half. Yeah. It, it was a lot. And I even had compression socks on me. So really, if you're going to splurge airfare to south korea is where it's at like mm -hmm. you can figure out how to save money throughout the trip but this like my legs were tingling my arms were tingling like everything was it was just miserable and it was miserable three years ago when i did a similar trip to japan but i'm older now and my body knows it like i'm not three even years just kidding like it, it's a lot it it is a thing also kathy tip i hadn't actually heard this before our trip but if you're going to buy tickets Tuesdays, I think that's a common like that's a common tip. knowledge thing. Yeah. But incognito mode actually helps to also yeah. use. Yeah. Because if you if you look for a trip repeatedly, the, the airline keeps cookies on you and they know you're interested in this flight. So they're likely to increase the price. So if you you need to put yourself in incognito mode so that the airline can't really trace you or track you and you are able to find the price at the at the right fare that they're giving everyone instead of the height that they are giving you for being genuinely interested in a flight. We also have another tip in terms of names. We're both Hispanic. Uh, when I came to the U.S., they dropped one of my last names. Um, I don't think we had a choice. I think whoever was at the consulate was like, yeah, you're only going to have one now. So I only have three names. But my dear friend Kathy has four very long ones, <laughs> very too, long names that don't fit into any form <laughs> of Korean origin, Korean origin. Uh, every every single airline was like, ma'am, you're not getting on this plane because we your name is too long. Like our thing and what we learned is they in Korea, you only have a name and a last name. So that's the only fields that are available for you. So for someone like me who has a name, a middle name, a first last name and a second last name. I have to enter my name and my middle name in the first name cell without a space because spaces are uh, unrecognized characters. And then my both of my last names in the last name field without a space as well, because we were like, oh, it doesn't have a space. Like, how are they going to know? No, all your all your names as it appears in your passport need to be on these forms. And it, it doesn't have matter if it doesn't have a space, but everything that is listed as a name for you first, last family given surname whatever needs to be on these forms for everything is, that you're doing in South Korea yeah. not just flying everything it's very important because I remember I don't remember in what flight it was that we put our whole names but when they printed it out 
like a couple letters were missing for me. A bunch of letters were missing for Kathy. And the girl at the counter had to like double check and then stamp to say, I think it wasn't the I one from Jeju, Jeju to Seoul, I think was the one that it happened. I think you're right. She had to stamp something that said like confirm, like I, like the counter people modified this. It wasn't just like I, because she, like, she had to handwrite our names in there. So yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very important if you don't want to lose money or waste money to put everything as it shows in your passport. Yeah. And then I have an extra tip for everybody, really. I personally paid $0 for my flight. And I'm not here trying to be like the points guy or, you know, whomever else is trying to make money off of this thing. But I have been, I opened my credit card in 2013. And I have been saving points ever since for whenever I needed it. And I would determine when that time was. And that time was this trip. So I use exclusively all of my points, not all of them. I still had a few left over, but I use my points to cover the entire price of the ticket so that I didn't have to pay any money out of pocket for my flight. So my flight came out to $0 and that's probably the only good financial decision I've ever made in my whole life, but I'm very proud of it. So, cause it was, we, we, again, we, we booked just over a month before, so they were not yeah. cheap, but the tickets they were not were cheap not. and we went with Delta plus comfort. So it wasn't cheap extra okay. on the side. So yeah, that that's the one good decision that I made. Yeah. I couldn't use my points because my points are shared with my husband and he would have killed me. So there's that. So save your it points and then is. keep them separate from your husband. I'm just kidding. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that we have airfare requirements, all that stuff figured out, I guess. Yeah. The next thing is hotels. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question right now, it's a pretty hot topic for travelers, yeah. hotels yeah. versus Airbnbs. Yeah. So some of the things that we consider when we chose hotels were obviously location, our duration of the trips and amenities that we needed, our size of group. And this one, Kathy was really, really adamant about. Not wanna- really. I, w- I I had seen a lot of content about it. So I brought it up to you the first night. I was like, are we caring about this? And you were like, eh, it, you know, it is what it is. And then we both just like, whatever. But yeah. there's a there's a very big, I guess, I don't know if it's a stereotype because I, I do think it's true because no, it's, it, true. It, it's, it's reported about widely. But the, the spy camera recording and in countries like South Korea, Japan, I don't know if China is also included. I'm not very well versed on this, so apologies for my ignorance. But it there's a very big concern over when you go to an Airbnb, especially for solo travelers, to check if there's like something that looks like a little cube charger thing or if it looks like a pen or whatever, because these days technology has advanced a lot and cameras can be hidden in a lot of places. And I remember growing up, they were like, oh, you should check the mirror in like a fitting room. And if you put the nail close to it, if the nail doesn't have any space between the reflection of the nail and your nail, that means it's a fake mirror and there's a camera behind it. So it's not that like, you know, we were paranoid about this everywhere we went because we weren't. But it was something that we kind of kept in mind, like for Mm -hmm. for the most part, we were like, you know what? Number one, hotels are just better in terms of being central, because usually when you stay at a house, you're not necessarily in the center. You're more like away from the action. And Mm -hmm. number two, just for like general safety, even though it can happen in hotels, too, like we don't know. We might have been recorded the whole time and our our tapes are going to come out later. Good for you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm, Truly. (laughs) but it was something to consider especially again if you're a female solo traveler and you're concerned about that that might not be like an airbnb might not be the place for you you might want to stay at a hotel better when kathy mentioned 
uh, spy cameras or whatever in Japan and in South Korea, both times, the times that I've gone, which is only once to each, whatever, my phone starts making noise every time I take a picture. The in the, sound. the US, in the US, that I turned it off, I can do that. But as soon as I hit Japan and as soon as I hit South Korea, I had no choice. So that's kind of one of the ways that the governments combat the use of cell phones to record things that they shouldn't. Because a lot of guys stick their phones under girls' skirts to right. take pictures of their underwear or recordings or whatever of their underwear. And to clarify, Laura has a Samsung Android. I have mm -hmm. an iPhone, so that didn't happen to my phone, just to hers. But yeah. something for else to for you to keep in mind. Another thing that we looked at uh, when we were choosing hotels is based on the experience that I had in Japan and just from what we had researched hotel rooms tend to be a little bit smaller um, in South Korea than like the U.S. in the U.S. hotel rooms are, are very pretty big. big so one of the things that we knew was the space was going to be small which was another reason why we wanted to have carry-ons because they're easier to store and then two because the rooms are small, the beds tend to be a bit smaller too. So we wanted to make sure that we got rooms with twin beds. Um, that way we weren't sharing a full between the two of us. Like, yeah. And I also I move a lot Kathy, when I sleep. Like, so yeah, no, no. I move a lot when I sleep. So I, I, I hate actually sleeping with friends because I feel like I'm going to hurt them. So I don't sleep well through the night because I have a guilty conscience on how my body is acting. So I, I think we both had these conversations like very early that we were like twin yeah. beds, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So we were like, yeah. we'd rather have twin beds for both of us, which I think we were happily surprised everywhere we went that we got like basically full beds to ourselves uh, in most of the places that we went to. Except in Seoul, everything was smaller in Seoul. Everything was smaller in Seoul, but Busan and Jeju had very big, like full beds for both of us. Yeah. So we were happy with those. And yeah, yeah those are considered individual twin beds. Yeah. And then in terms of picking locations for the hotels, we kind of just did a lot of research, looked at articles. We talked about it with each other. We know ourselves in terms of like what we want and require of sleeping places, right? Some people are like, hey, I don't really care places just to sleep. Yeah, I am not that way. Like, I don't care about amenities, but the place that I'm sleeping has to be clean, comfortable, dark and quiet. <laughs> and again, she's a, she's allergic to feathers. So you called in advance to know if like one of the hotel pillows was filled with feathers and they had no idea how to answer you. Right. Yeah. That's also something to like <laughs> take into consideration. No, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of how we chose the locations for, for uh, the hotels. If, if you want to know more about it, Kathy will be writing a beautiful blog with detailed information on it. I'm going to be um, polishing so what Laura writes is what I'm going to, is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah. You should check that out. <laughs> and then one thing that we did splurge on, which I thought was a pretty cool experience, we did stay for one night in Hana. I think it was worth it. It was different. And quite honestly, it kind of helped my back for that one day. <laughs> yeah. If you don't so know was, what a Hanuk nice. is, the traditional homes in, in South Korea, there's some neighborhoods in, in Seoul that preserve kind of like the old style home. And you can stay there. And we decided to stay there at least for one night, mostly just to share with you guys, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. because my my big priority, for example, for traveling is I, I always have to unpack like Laura makes fun of me for this. I always have to unpack because I everything need to see everything dies. that I see available. I need well, she packs twice. So we're both making fun of each other here. It's a roast at all times. <laughs> 
but like I have to unpack everything so I'm like I don't want to travel somewhere where I have to be like you know going to like 75 cities and I have to pack and unpack every single day like that's not for me so and the way that we planned this we basically had to like pack and unpack for five days in a row and I was over it I was like (laughs) well I had to unpack five days in a row it was I was over it so when we were like talking about the hanok I was like okay one night and then I was like fuck that means that I have to unpack at the hanok and unpack at like the other hotel so whatever but we're gonna probably bring you that content today or tomorrow in our social media so if you're not following us there please do follow at m-i-a the number two k podcast uh instagram twitter tiktok we're sharing all our adventures from south korea there so you should definitely follow us there but yeah so that's why we sit in the hanok and it was again like laura said really nice other than the fact that the mosquitoes like ate her alive me too and like my my mosquito bites were coming uh alive like two three days later yeah uh it was a lot but other than that the people were super nice yeah and uh, we really liked our the hanok that we stayed at so we'll we'll share that with you and the blog probably or also on socials my mosquito bites decided to come alive in Miami my whole body was like girl I'm gonna give you a little break (laughs) but once you get to Miami fuck you (laughs) and that was that was literally it totally it was fine I'd rather that yeah I guess for packing in the blog we can talk a little bit more about what we personally do for efficient packing yeah because some people might find that useful yeah we I know it's hard to believe but we we had enough clothes that we didn't have to repeat a lot of clothing like you know an item yes but we could mix it and match it differently right right i like laura had i think 14 15 shirts i'm pretty sure i had about the same i almost i didn't even use all of my clothes to be honest with you because i ended up repeating some things here and there because i was like oh this is cute and we went with the goal of like at some point doing laundry mostly for the fact of like we hate traveling with stinky clothes and we're going to be there for yeah. two weeks so we're like at some point at least at the halfway point of our trip we have to do laundry so we did go with that goal in mind and when we uh this one was kind of like we had that goal in mind but we didn't really think about it really until we were in south korea and luckily in both of our stays in seoul they had laundry services uh one of them was at the hanak and I don't know if they charged us. I don't think I don't they did. believe paying anything. Usually they do. I don't know if they took pity on us because we looked tired as fuck. Um, but they didn't charge us for anything. I called her Amonim, so she was really cute about it. So maybe, you know, she was like, oh, this is my adopted daughter from America. So she just like got us off the hook with the pain. But no, I don't I, think I don't think they I think that has to be it, the, quite honestly. But it wasn't on the website that they were going to charge for that, was it? It, it, it was. <laughs> it was in the website. That's why Mirato. I think... That's why I think you Laura did, you did work. One. Yeah. You did work. Okay. Um, and then in our Seoul, in our uh, hotel, hotel, the one that we stayed at mo- for most of the time in Seoul, they also had laundry services. I just remember what I was going to say. So oh. like, no, when you were talking earlier, you're like, you know, some people are like, oh, that's just for sleeping. Like, who cares about the hotel? Listen yeah. to this. When we were in was it Busan already? I think it was by in, by Busan we were notified of this. Our hotel from Seoul, or the hotel that we had originally booked in Seoul, sent us an email to let us know that they would not be having running water in our rooms from like 2 to 5 a.m. on the last night we were staying there. And Laura and I were both like, listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> if If either of us needs to go to the bathroom and have some sort of emergency or we get too drunk or whatever, 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 the off chance 
that we have to use a bathroom and we have to like go to another floor to be able to no 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 ma'am no ma'am and that's why and this is another like i guess a pro tip make sure to book things that are refundable or that you can cancel without a fee or that you mm -hmm. can cancel or that you can pay when you get there because uh, that gave us another layer of flexibility we ended up canceling with the hotel because we're like yeah. we're not taking our chances and we're not going to stay at the hotel to then move to another hotel for the last night because that's fucking stupid so we just ended up uh canceling our booking and booked another hotel and in the end it ended up being better because we actually saw where our original hotel was located and, and it was actually centrally located but the street was so busy that i think we would have been miserable had we gotten stuck in one of the lower floors yeah. like we were, yeah. I believe, on the 10th floor in our hotel in Seoul. And that yeah. was, like, already a little too low. Like, we could hear. People were people were honking in Seoul at 6 in the morning on a Friday. People have no fucking chill in Seoul. No. And no. we could hear it in our room. So yeah. we, I think we slept with, like, uh, earplugs for most of the nights. But, again, that's Pretty another much. thing to consider. Like, yeah. book. If you're going to book a hotel on, like, Expedia, Booking, whatever website you use, make sure that you book a refundable one. Laura did a, most of the booking for the hotels for us. So she either paid and uh, we split the cost later or she said we were going to pay once we arrived. So like I paid the Busan one in person with like my credit card. And then, uh, yeah, we just kind of like did it like that. But that gave us a lot of flexibility. And thankfully, because we were able to cancel that hotel. And even though the one that we stayed at, like, I think our main complaint is like the room was small and they didn't have any drawers or anything. Other than that, the hotel was fine and uh, perfect yeah so centrally it was, located it looked like it, it it looked to us like it was better than our original choice right so yeah there you go another pro tip for you one of the questions that we had or one of the things we really googled or researched when we were thinking of our trip or planning our trip was transportation within south korea we mean by what what we mean by that is buses metro whether we needed a car, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Kathy was actually the one that did the research on this one very important item. The T-Money card. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you will find blogs about this all over the place. Like you, you really, if you look for this information, you will find it very easily. Mm -hmm. So the T-Money card is the card that most people uh, can use or do use when they travel to Korea to uh, use most of the public transportation like buses the subway the attics or arex which is like the the bigger train that goes like to the airports and like to only like main spots in the city so that card <laughs> the reason i was researching it was because i was trying to figure out how to say like we it needs a top up i guess they say top up in london uh refill or like to recharge the card i'm trying to figure out what the right term for it is because you can only top it up with cash and you can only top it up in certain places so like again top it up means recharge so if you go to a convenience store which there are 75 million of them all over south korea and you're gonna recharge a t-money card you have to have like, have to do so with cash so you have to be like which is transportation card and then you have to give them the money and you have to say the, like what amount you want so for example we recharged ours a lot with 10,001 because I was pretty much covering us for a few days so 10,000 is month and then you just like give them the bill and then they'll you know they they can understand for the most part like you don't need to know more than that but kyotong is probably the most important word that you need to know because that's like the transportation so kyotong kad and you can look into this on your own again google it we'll add it in our blogs but 
this is very important because this card is going to take you places literally yeah literally. you can use it all throughout the country like it's yeah. not just a soul thing yeah it, we, we used, used it in it Seoul, Busan. we bought it in busan we used it there yeah. we used it in daegu we used it in seoul and yeah. every single train every place like totally accepted Everywhere. right yeah. and aside from convenience stores they do have machines within like the subway or metro stations yeah. that you can use to reach charge them too yeah. we Again, just usually cash. use convenience stores because yeah. there's like kathy said literally a million yeah so there's that yeah um we mostly use the metro and the bus the metro is literally the easiest way to move around mm-hmm. i love maps so it was extremely easy to move around like i feel like by the fourth day in seoul i was like where do we need to go like i got she knew. this she knew the lines she knew it i i like maps like i literally have one of my only prized possessions from living in london was a map of the of the london metro because i love the metro maps but i think the london map is easier to navigate than the south korean map only because when you go and you see like it doesn't necessarily always show you like the end station or it shows right. you the end station, not the next station. And the neighbor tells you the, the next station, not the end station. Right. So sometimes it does take a little bit of mathing to figure out which direction to go in. But generally speaking, you can figure out pretty easily because, and this is a question that we got uh, on our Instagram. And also we've had friends that just have been sending us questions so we can answer. Uh, all the signage in the main big stations have English uh, right mm-hmm. under the Korean Hangul name of the stations. So you can figure it out pretty easily. Yeah. And the lines literally go everywhere. It's a yeah. pretty extensive metro system or subway system. And not just in Seoul. Like I think Busan. I guess we only wrote it. No, we wrote it Busan. We wrote it in Daegu too. Yeah. And it was pretty extensive. Like it yeah. went everywhere. It's not like the Washington DC metro that's like just basically two arms. Yeah. And like that's it. Yeah. I'm exaggerating. I know they have more, but it's fine. Yeah. And and I'll say, I think, I don't know how many lines there are total in Seoul. I think we probably wrote about nine of them. <laughs> Line five came for our asses, which is the purple one, because we we got on to go towards a certain direction, but we didn't notice that the line split when we were yeah. looking at the map. So we ended up going on the wrong one. <laughs> and we're like, three hours later, we're like in the train and now just like looking at our map. She's like, did we get in the wrong one? We did. We did. And we fully had to go back another like almost half an hour to where we were supposed to be at. But it was, you know, all part for the fun. And again, this is why we like to go early because like yeah. shit happens. You, you misread <laughs> a map, happen. you get on the wrong train, <laughs> like you're in a different country. So please give yourselves time and grace for when you make mistakes because sometimes it's funny and it's fine. <laughs> another <laughs> another mode of transportation we use, which I minimally. Didn't... No, no, no. Like uh, the the bus. We oh, okay. Use... We're gonna talk about the bus a lot like which is weird because when we met a couple of people um like a a couple of other foreigners they really stuck to the metro like we 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 met these people and we were at a place and like we literally had a bus stop a block away and they went five blocks just to catch the metro and it's like guys it's literally right there like why are you doing this to yourself yeah so i don't know why people i mean i do know why people are scared to use the bus it's faster to use the metro it's uh like yeah it, it depends it depends but it's not hard once you get used to it no it's not so but if, if you're standing and the driver is from hell 
you might you might experience some level of crossfit fitness going on like girl <laughs> the way that i'm sure that i loosened one of the freaking like holding bands because this fucking driver in busan was doing the busan trip on the bus oh my god uh that was that was a lot and that was our last day too yeah, that was our last day. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> Laura and I were just looking at each other like it's been real. And if you make it back before me, tell my family I love them. <laughs> it was not. It was not good. All I could think good. about was the little viejitas, and, and I'm like, these viejitas are strong. Yeah. Oh my old god. old ladies, old ladies. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot. A lot. The, the the only tip that I have, or the only tip we have for the buses is. When you look at directions on Neighbor, it'll tell you like a number of bus stops. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> they never made sense. We rode buses way too many times and the number of bus stops never made sense. Like at one point it was eight stops, but we got off on the fourth. Like, and it was the right stop. So like yeah. you just have to have your map open and make sure that you are tracking where you are and like wherever the map tells you to come out of then that's where you need to like push a button because you have to push the button to let them know you're getting yeah. off and then get off because if you just count number of stops forget about it you're gonna get yeah. like lost and that happened to me a couple of times in london too i remember like i wasn't riding the bus a lot during covid because i was living in london while covid was a thing so mm -hmm. i got on a bus and like there was major city construction somewhere so like I got on the bus and it didn't stop where I needed it to stop. And they're like, yeah, no, Mondays from 1030 to 430. We're not stopping in those stops. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. The The system doesn't necessarily know that. So the mm -hmm. app, again, it only tracks or, or knows like the basic information. So definitely you need to be aware at all times mm -hmm. of where you're going. The mode of transportation we use the least amount were taxis. I think one of the reasons we did that was because I think coming from TikTok, a lot of people say they don't experience good like they Service. don't have good experiences in taxis. Most, most of what I saw was like taxis will go around multiple times to like overcharge you is like the main complaint that I heard about taxis. So there's definitely a distress between the foreigner community and the taxi community in South Korea. Right. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I heard is if you like catch it on the street, they could say no just because you're a foreigner. And I wasn't about to put myself in that situation <laughs> like we had like Kathy said we had already come into the country thinking we were gonna experience a lot of this so we didn't really want to put ourselves into this type of stress and also the public transportation was just so much cheaper and easier that it truly most of the time didn't make sense to catch taxis yeah we, we did try catching a taxi one time because it was raining and I used the right app like the app that they used but like they didn't accept it. Like no we one. stood there for like 20 minutes and we're like, well, I guess nobody's coming. Yeah. So the only times we took taxis when were people called it for us. Yeah. Like if we were at a bar and we asked the bartender, hey, do you mind calling a cab for us? And they were like, yeah, of course. Very helpful. So uh, at the, you know, requested from the bar, requested from like the hotel lobby people. They, if they call a taxi, it's reliable. They'll give you an expected fare that you're going to pay. So you know exactly mm -hmm. what to expect. And they're not going to go around, you know, and take you right. to like charge you more. So those are that's a recommendation. If you're going to take a taxi and cacao taxi is not working for you. You want to talk about the train? Sure. So <laughs> when we went again, you know, Daegu was not necessarily 100% baked into our agenda. 
And it was mainly because I was the only one who wanted to go to Tegu. And because Laura is spending her money here and, you know, she came on this trip just as willingly as I did and wants to have her own experiences, I didn't want to impose like, hey, you know, like my in-laws live in the city and like I need to visit them and whatever. Mm -hmm. So like my level of delusion should not be a burden on Laura. So Laura gladly accepted to go to Tegu mostly for one reason. And it was because the majority or the totality of our other transfers between cities was by plane. So this was the only time that we we're going to get the uh, experience of riding the KTX, which is a, the high speed train in Korea. That is the only reason why Laura said yes to Daegu, because she was not interested in anything else that Daegu had to offer her. True. So mostly because it's a lot of like nature and she's allergic to all of it. So just, <laughs> it's not, she has nothing against Daegu, but like literally you look at the list of like top 10 things to do at Daegu and it's like Absan Park, the mountain the 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 flower uh park over there the the park over here like she's allergic to grass so which she doesn't let it affect her but she's also allergic to grass so again she's like you know what there's enough cities trying to come for me i'm not really trying to add another one but this is the only time that we're gonna ride a train so let's go to daewoo again that's the only reason she accepted so that was the only trip to that that we took on the on the ktx but uh because again daegu was for me and me only when we left, we only bought the one-way ticket because we weren't really sure at what time we were going to come back because we weren't really sure what we were going to do in Tegu. Mm -hmm. It was going to be like, a, we'll see how the day goes. That's that's more my vibe of like, go with the flow, see what happens, see who we run into. Uh, my in-laws, I don't know how long they're going to want to keep me in the house, you know, whatever, feed me like 10 times a day, it's fine. So we went to the station, we bought the one-way ticket on the KTX, which I believe was 17,000 won per person. Yeah. So it was 34,000 total. And the the one that goes from Busan, it goes all the way to Seoul. So Daegu was just like one of the first stops. I think it's the second stop um, mm -hmm. on the train. And then it was maybe like 35, 40 minutes. It was very fast. Yeah. Like you, you get there really quickly. We got off. We did all the things in Daegu. And then... <laughs> Uh, we're like at 3 p.m. or something. Laura starts I, looking at like, what are the return times? Uh, I do want to preface that in the morning, we did look at the return times and what options we had. We just chose not to buy the tickets. There were a lot of options available. Yeah. I do want to preface by saying yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. We looked. We just didn't act. And that was a choice. And it was the wrong choice, but also the right choice because it, it was a magical right day. Choice. It was the right it was choice. The right so again, this is why I just like, I'm I'm always like, you know what? We're all going to die anyway. That, that That's kind of my mentality. And I think it's like after 2020, 2021, I became more, more chill in general. So I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Ah, whatever. We'll figure it out. So that's why I'm like, I'm more careless about like itineraries or agendas. Like I can plan, but I don't. So... <laughs> So like, yeah, we, again, it's maybe, I think it was like 2 p.m. when we came down from Apple yeah. Park. I was like mm -hmm. two, we're on the bus and Laura is being proactive as she does. And she's looking at the train times to come back. And she's like, Kathy, there are no train times going back to Busan <laughs> until like 12, like midnight. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, I will not. There are no fucking train times to go back to Busan. And I'm not staying in fucking Tegu for the night. 
and we started freaking out a little bit just a tiny little bit i was like well i'm staying with my in-law so it's fine you know still on my delusion like you can't break me like i'm in tickle girl this is i'm living my fantasy right now and you're not gonna you or this ktx are not gonna get in the way so oh and mind you this is a funny thing so uh, i guess another random sign note but the cell phone. So Laura and I both have T-Mobile, but for some reason, my phone was as useful as a pea and raspberry in fucking South Korea in terms of the loading speeds. Like Laura was doing all the research and I was just standing there because my phone wouldn't fucking load. So it really, we're on this, wouldn't. It it really wouldn't. So we were on these buses and like sometimes the bus have Wi-Fi. So I'm just like trying to get on the Wi-Fi, trying to like search. So Laura found this like site where you can buy like KTX tickets online called Rail Ninja. And by Rail Ninja, they rail you with the prices, girl. Like it's not it. It's not it. So miraculously, like, you know, we kept reloading. We kept trying to look like every website that we looked at and like whatever redirected us to Rail Ninja. It's the only option that there is. It was traumatic so Laura out of nowhere she's like refreshing refreshing and then like a train comes like up at like 9.03 p.m and she's like this is the earliest we can leave and I was like book it and then she's like it's 77 dollars Kathy and I was like book it I don't care she's like this is four times what we paid to get here and I was like well you know we made our choice so we have to live with it yeah. So yeah, definitely book in advance and book yeah. your return or don't and just go have a magical day and let the city like talk to you because that's what we did and we had a great time. We regret nothing. It was fine. If you are on a tight budget, though, <laughs> please book it before. Yeah, it, it's a budget breaker, we, that one. We just kind of like took it as mm, it is what it is. Like it was once $77 we... for both of us, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was so, like the 30s. It's fine. Once we like, once we uh, booked it, our stress levels went from here to like down Because we were going to have like... to go back to the station and right. then leave again. And I was usually I'm the type of person that I'm like, once I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. But if you take me back to the like place of origin, like the hotel or the station, I'm yeah. not leaving again. Yeah. That's that's my vibe. So we were going to like, oh, fuck, we have to go back to the station. Then we have to like come back out and like figure out what right. to do. It would have ruined our day. Not ruined it, but it would have cut it short. It would have put a damper on our otherwise fun day. Un- up until that point. Yeah, itinerary. Right. So yeah. yeah. So like once we did that, our stress level went down and we were able to do more things. Because once yeah. you have something, you're like, okay, now I know. So we were able to do a lot more. Yeah, but it was really cool. It was a cool experience. The trains are and very you, comfortable. You can see the TikTok, sorry, of our day and day, oh, yeah. which like it, the whole, 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 whole day is not there, but it's like a quick summary. And it's like yeah. probably, probably maybe like my favorite day of the whole trip, maybe. Yeah, no, no, 100% it's mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if Laura said it's hers, again, she didn't want to go. I she didn't, didn't want to go. And it ended it, up being like the best day ever. It really did. It was it was great. We'll be talking more a little bit about each of our stops in 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 South Korea, and I'll leave I'll leave my thoughts for those episodes. Yeah, I have many. Yeah, but um, yeah, the train the trains were clean, fast, and yeah. easy. You know, you you find your platform, mm-hmm. you find your wagon, you find your seat because everything is pre-assigned, yeah. and you sit there. There's a little bit of overhead space for your shit, or if not, they have like the larger racks on the ends of the wagon so you can leave yeah. your larger items there no fear at all of things getting stolen no. and um yeah it's pretty fast and it, and it arrives good. at the times that it says it's gonna arrive so definitely you have to be there on time and there's wi-fi so hey and there is wi-fi and then finally as kathy pushed for daegu 
I feel like I pushed for Jeju Island more because Kathy mentioned she likes to unpack. She really wanted to minimize the amount of times that she had to do that. Well, the Aside- main reason why Jeju had been taken out of the agenda, because Jeju was always on the agenda at first, but mm-hmm. once we chose to go in the fall, I was like, dude, mm-hmm. why are we going to like a beach in the fall right. when it's cold and we can't go to the beach? That right. was my reason why I was taking Jeju out and, in and, my defense. And and it was that, it was the packing, and it was also just the amount of time. Kathy's like, we're going for two weeks. I think for the cities, time we were going to tw- for 12 days, we were going that for was 12 the days. One. So she's like, I think it might be a little too much, but I was like, Kathy, like, what if this is my last time? Like, <laughs> please, I've seen this Island and K dramas. It's like, I need to go. I might not have been that dramatic, but you know, reenactments always add a little more. Once, once she added the two days back on the trip, Jeju was a go. Right. So when we started doing research on Jeju, it basically said, if you want to have a good time, you need a car. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we need a car. From my and by, previous- we, well, by we, she means her. I did zero research on Jeju. And no, I did research on other things, but Jeju was not my area. You did research on Daegu. I did none. Like I saw some stuff, but I was like, you know. Yeah whatever Kathy wants is fine yeah. um <laughs> so when I started doing research it basically said Jeju equals car equals fun so based on the experience that I had in Japan I knew that I needed an international driver's permit a lot of countries in South America and even Europe don't really ask for that as long as you have a valid driver's Driver's license license. from the country that you're from that's enough but in South Korea it is not enough Mm -mm. you need an international driver's permit and it is actually pretty easy to get here in South Florida there's multiple locations where you can get it Mm -hmm. we went through the triple a and they actually have uh, a location down south a location in the north by Kathy. So it was pretty easy north. for us. <laughs> it's just Broward, guys. I live in really Broward. Not that north. <laughs> I live like in the south of the south of the south, but the north of the south. <laughs> so. She really does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot more. Basically, uh, you just need two passport pictures. Fill out a, a form. A, a form. $20. Unless you're a AAA member, then it's included in your membership. And you just that's go to it. the office and that's it. There's no appointment needed. It's super easy. You just have to have a driver's, a valid driver's license because yeah. you need to carry both while you're there. Yeah. Um, and they will ask you for it because I was oh, at, yeah. in one point I was like, you know, maybe this is like a precaution and it's like a thing. Of, no, 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 no. Like when you're getting to the car rental place or like international driver's permit, please. Like that's the first thing they ask for. Yeah. So they're not playing around. I, I knew they weren't going to play around, but like they took it to another level. <laughs> I knew I knew they weren't going to play. But like, for example, like I had seen like a lot of the when I saw some of the rental car articles yeah. in Jeju, like a lot of the cars had dash cams and our car didn't have a dash cam. So like th- that's where I thought that they didn't play yeah, yeah. more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like yeah. I know South Korea doesn't play, period. But mm-hmm. again, I wasn't expecting this thing to be like the first like, oh, good. You have it. Cool. Yeah. No, 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 no. This was the no, first no. thing they asked for. Like it yeah. was you very much needed if you're going to rent a car. And even taking the car out of the lot, they ask for it again. So it's like <laughs> mine was in the trunk. So don't put it in the trunk <laughs> don't do that. when you're leaving the rental place. Keep you it need on to you. have it in the car yeah. at all times. Yeah. Um, and we both we both got it because we knew yeah. we were both going to drive. So they are right. very like second driver, like 
they they will they will ask yes. for everything they will yeah. see everything yeah yeah and um honestly it was a great idea like all the articles were right jeju without a car would have been horrible we decided to stay away from jeju city because we were already staying in cities in korea so we're like we want something else Give me the beach. part of the reason yeah part of the reason for going to jeju is to like go away from the city and be with nature or whatever um and that the car definitely helped us like i don't think we would have been able to do anything and we or met, as much we met people in seoul that had gone to jeju and they were like yeah the bus was terrible it's it's not that the public transportation is bad in jeju because it's just as good as anywhere else in korea the problem is that distances are very long yeah. and it takes a very long time to get to things so like right. if you have an activity plan it's gonna take an hour to get there if you don't have a car right so and these girls don't have a choice because they were not uh 20 like the one that could drive 22. was not 21 or 22 23 i don't know there's like a, a minimum age that you have to have or to be to rent a car to rent a car so yeah. the one that drove was underage and the one that was older didn't drive also if you run from avis in jeju island don't just don't. don't there are zero signs anywhere and we spent 30 minutes trying to figure out what fucking shuttle we were supposed to take if i hadn't gone up to a guy and been like avis <laughs> Right now, I'm just doing weird signs because well, I didn't La even know Laura, how to say Laura it. Laura got very good at charades in Korea. She really did. <laughs> I really did. She really did. I, I charaded my way in asking Avis Shuttle if he hadn't been like, oh, it's this one. We probably would still be there. We would still be there. We'd be like, guys, where do we go? Because the people inside the airport were like, gate two. And then the other ones were like, gate five. And then like, go outside. Like, no one knew where Avis was except like the people driving the buses, literally. Yeah, it was terrible. But a car is needed in Jeju 100%. Once we got the car, we were living our best lives. It was he he was such a good car to us oh, and uh we missed him when we, we had to like return him and we're like knowing that we're not gonna have him so it was very yeah. painful so because as south florida bitches cars are very important here like yeah. i know people that live in other cities might not have this weird attachment to cars but in south florida cars are your best friends like you sometimes car, you, you can't go anywhere cars are your best friends so we were like really sad to see him Go, go but he was very good to us we miss him mm -hmm. our little kia that could so again we'll recap really quickly the first point was planning the second point was air for the third point was uh stay the fourth point was transportation and point five which is kind of point part of point four but not really mm -hmm. it's just getting around so mm -hmm. however you choose to transportation yourself <laughs> however you choose to get around <laughs> you need the following things yeah Google Maps does not work in South Korea. It does work. It's just not very accurate. And we knew Especially, this in advance, so we had it downloaded. We had right. the, the write-up downloaded before the right. trip. So you can either use Naver Maps or Kakao Maps. I downloaded both of my phones before leaving the country, and Naver Maps was a little bit more user-friendly in terms of the translations. Mm -hmm. um, the Kakao Maps app barely had any, even when I put it in English, it wasn't enough English for me to understand what I was doing. So the neighbor maps was a little bit nicer in that sense, I thought. Um, so that's what we ended up using throughout our whole trip. Yeah. You really cannot go anywhere without it. Like, yeah. don't like even pretend. You can, you can look up something because here's the one thing uh, that kind of was a pain in the ass. You can look things up on Google and kind of see where it is. Mm -hmm. When it comes to neighbor, it's better to put in the address in Korean which yeah. Google does not always have the address in Korean. Mm. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. 
So you have to like copy paste the address from Google Maps into Naver Maps. And that's a little bit complicated, but you know, what is what it is. I, I would recommend doing, I didn't do this. So I had downloaded again, like Laura said, both Naver and Kakao Maps into my phone. But what I didn't do was create an account on Naver Maps in advance, which Laura did do. Mm -hmm. So with Laura, mm -hmm. uh, she's going to talk about this in a little bit, but like you can save the places that you want to go to in advance. So you can find them more easily. You can't do that if you don't have an account. So I mm -hmm. was like not able to save things or favorite things or whatever. So I definitely recommend not only downloading Naver Maps, but creating an account in advance so you can save places. So the way that I like to plan my trips, right? And Kathy graciously like, just let me be <laughs> like I would I just chilling. share the information with her and she'd be like yes no whatever but like she graciously let me do my process what I like to do and I just started doing it very recently is I like to make tabs or pins of uh the places of interest in like the city that I'm going in I do that in google maps here but because that didn't work <laughs> over in South Korea I did it in neighbor maps and like I'll pin it and then like I'll write a little notes to so we know what it is like for the hotels I put Busan hotel Seoul hotel so it'd be easy to find and so once I have the pins in the map I can see what how I can group them so we can figure out our days it's not that I plan hour by hour what we need to do I just like to plan geographically so we don't waste time getting on metros and buses we can just go to an area and do the things in that area and then go back to the hotel mm -hmm. that way we're just not going around like you know, walking yeah or or <laughs> just like going to one side of town and then you go to the other side of town and you're like oh this thing was here but we already went there and it's far it just makes right. sense it literally right. just makes sense and it saves money too so mm -hmm. so we did that for um for our cities and we kind of like we didn't really have our itinerary plan we just had these groupings and so like the day before would be like, okay, what do we feel like doing? Like, are we really tired or are we like, okay, to do a little bit more? So we would kind of figure out our plan or our day based on that. Yeah. And then just, just on what we were feeling and what was around there, we would just kind of pick. And I, again, was as useless as the pea and raspberry because I, my phone was not really like with the program. My app was just there for taking up space and it worked like one or two days like yeah, we needed yeah. it to work in those moments yeah. and it did but the rest of the time if laura's phone was there laura's phone was like i'm taking up all the all yeah. the foreign roaming yeah. in this in this little you know five meter diameter place i'm taking it yeah. up so that was that. and i spoke to ryan ryan's like a, an it guy and he's very knowledgeable on technology in general and he's like it might have been because my phone is newer than yours even though yours is pretty new but mine's was even newer yeah and also because it's samsung and yeah like probably apple Korea. is faster <laughs> like, and, and like here in, in the u.s yeah apple is faster period yeah like yeah. regardless of carrier you have like yeah. it's just easier here so that was how we kind of planned our days and got around it just made sense it made for very we did a lot each day but it made it so we weren't just going around headless yeah and with that, we're going to stop right here. This is going to be the halfway point of our two-parter episode. So come back next week for the next five things that you need to know in order to plan the most amazing trip to South Korea. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe 
to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!